0: Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 259, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big.
1: Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story.
0: So welcome back everyone, it's Thursday, and after today we have just one more episode left. Which seems crazy, but here we are.
1: Hi everyone! Nobody
2: knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious
1: Cow. Okay, so Dave, I found it. You find what? Well, you know, what you said to bring for today's episode. Check out this pen. It can write in ten different colours. If you push that button there on the side, you can use it as a laser pointer. It's magnetic, it has GPS, and it's a
0: Bluetooth speaker. Okay, wow, that is an amazing pen, Marvin. Yeah, Dave, just like you asked for. It's the ultimate pen. Marvin, what are you talking about? I didn't ask you to bring the ultimate pen. I. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah, I I think I know what's happened, Marvin. But you see, I said this was the penultimate episode.
1: Yeah, so I brought the ultimate
0: pen. No, Marvin, the word penultimate means kind of the one before the last one. Oh, it does? Yeah, it does.
1: Oh, well, this
0: is embarrassing. Oh, don't be embarrassed, Marvin. On, on the bright side, you now have what appears to be the ultimate pen.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess so. Hey, sweet. Ah, uh, hey,
2: guys, how about we move this along, huh? It is Thursday, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Hey, thanks, Professor. Jingle, please.
2: It's interesting, interesting, it's interesting.
1: interesting, interesting, interesting fact with Marvin. Oh, oh, oh. Thanks, guys. Okay, interesting facts with Marvin. Interesting fact number five 12 plus 1 is an anagram of 11 plus 2. Oh, really? You take all the letters from 12 plus 1, swivel them all
0: around, and you can spell 11 plus 2. Wow. Well, that is another interesting fact, Marvin.
1: Yeah, I know, Dave.
0: Good job. Okay, well, yesterday we finished up Acts, and so for the last few weeks we've been hearing about how Paul was traveling on all those journeys, telling people about Jesus. And, of course, the Holy Spirit was doing lots of amazing things, and lots of people heard the gospel and believed in Jesus. Yeah, sure, Dave. But when Paul left those places, or was thrown out of those places, he wasn't just like, oh, good luck, guys. See ya. He cared about those believers. They were his friends. He loved them. And so if he could, he'd go back on a later journey. But inspired by the Holy Spirit, he would also send letters to those believers so that even though he wasn't there with them, he could keep teaching them God's truth. And so those letters are now books of the New Testament. And they're either named after the places that Paul was writing to, like Ephesians is his letter to the church in Ephesus, and Philippians is his letter to the church in Philippi, or they might be named after a particular person he was writing to, like Timothy or Titus. Oh, okay. So we call all of those books epistles, which is just kind of a fancy name for letters. And the New Testament has 14 of those from Paul, a couple more written by Peter, one written by James, Jesus' brother, another by Jude, and three by the disciple John.
1: Oh, wow. So yeah, a whole load of letters.
0: That's right. But then we get to something very different, the very last book of the Bible, which is called Revelation. Okay, so it's not an epistle? No, Revelation is what we call an apocalypse.
1: Oh, What's an apocalypse?
0: Oh, well, here comes the professor. You know, I'm not sure he needed the jingle. He was here already, but, well, here we go.
2: It's Professor Westminster.
1: Everybody? <laughs> okay, Professor, so what's an apocalypse? Ah, good
2: question. It comes from the Greek word apocalypsis. And it means a revealing, yeah? Yeah, that's why we call it revelation. God showed the disciple John lots of amazing things that were revealing what was to come. Oh, cool. Yeah, and in an apocalypse, you'll find lots of strange images and things like dragons and beasts and special numbers. But yeah, all of these things, they are like a code. They all represent other things. So yeah, if you just picked up Revelation, you might read of a dragon with seven heads and think, Oh no, the Bible says a big scary seven-headed dragon is going to come and get me. But no, a dragon is like the serpent in the Garden of Eden. So, yeah, it's talking about Satan. And the heads, well, those are seven kings who would rule. So, you see, an apocalypse might sound a little crazy, but it's giving us pictures that really mean something else, yeah? Oh, okay
0: yeah thanks professor so marvin 259 episodes ago we started at genesis chapter one creation the beginning of our world today and tomorrow we're going to finish our journey with what god showed the apostle john about what was going to happen at the end of our world
1: oh wow so yeah the bible has everything huh the very beginning of our world
0: the end of our world and yeah everything in between exactly marvin now remember when jesus went up to heaven the angels told the disciples that one day he would be coming back Oh, yeah, sure. Well, today we're reading what God showed John about Jesus' return.
3: Oh, okay, great. So, who's reading today?
0: Today, we're back to our friend Billy.
3: Oh, hi, Billy. Today's passage is taken from Revelations nineteen eleven to 16. I saw heaven standing open. There in front of me was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True. When he judges or makes war, he is always fur his eyes are like blazing fire on his head are many crowns a name is written on him that only he knows he is dressed in a robe dipped in blood his name is the word of god the armies of heaven were following him riding on white horses they were dressed in fine linen white and clean coming out of the rider's mouth Is a sharp sword. He will strike down the nations with the sword. Scripture says he will rule them with an iron sceptre. He stumps on the grapes of God's winepress. The winepress stands for the terrible anger of the God who rules over all. Here is the name that is written on the rider's robe and on his thigh the greatest king of all. And the most powerful lord of all.
1: Thanks, Billy. Oh, wow, Dave. Robe dipped in blood? Loads of crowns? A sword coming out of his mouth? What's going
0: on? Well, remember, Marvin, all these pictures are like a code. So the many crowns show us that he is the king of kings with ultimate authority. The robe dipped in blood showed that he has defeated all his enemies. The sword coming from his mouth represents his power as the ruler of all things.
1: Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. It's lots of pictures that mean other stuff.
0: That's right, but even if he didn't know any of that, what you can clearly see is that when Jesus returns, he is coming not as a tiny helpless baby like he did when he first came. Next time, he is coming as the conquering victorious king.
1: Yeah, for sure, on a white horse with the armies of heaven coming with him.
0: Yeah, that's right, which could sound scary, except we know who this king is. And if we have believed in him and put our trust in him, well, then we know that he is not coming to destroy us. He is coming to rescue us. He is coming to put an end to evil once and for all. He is coming to take us home. Ah, hooray! Yep, hooray. Now, after the fall back in the Garden of Eden, we read about all that happened while the world waited thousands of years for Jesus to arrive. Boys and girls, the world is waiting once more, waiting for the return of its king. Today, let's thank God that although we don't know when, we do know that he is coming. And we know that when he does, he will destroy his enemies, put an end to evil, and he will take us home.
1: Yeah, amen, Dave.
0: And that is it for today, Marvin. So for the penultimate time, we will say goodbye. And we'll be back to finish up this journey of ours tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I can't believe it, Dave. Wow. Well, we'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Bye.
0: Goodbye. We'll see you soon.